the more I talk to people, just the more I can open up to people right after that, you get this good feeling and you probably know what I'm talking about. Just like right after yep. you want to say out, you just get that feeling of just peace. I would like to welcome you back to the outcast a journey of believing becoming and belonging and today um we've been trying to get this recorded for like what feels like months we're still in our um mental health series and today i have a very special guest somebody that i'm very close with as I'm, i know you have heard about from my story so today we have mr zach brooks my youngest brother oh, wow. <laughs> well, i can get into it yeah let's go so uh if you have not listened to the podcast itself or my story then there's a lot that i talked about zach zach and i have been close since since day one from playing video games to fighting downstairs to friends <laughs> first came to America. yeah to him jump better english than woody <laughs> yep and to him uh going to haiti and climbing a tree and falling um, down a cactus <laughs> Yeah, I didn't forget. I don't remember who it was. Some guy he picked me up immediately after I fell on my face out of the cactus <laughs> and brought it in. And then I actually slept in your bed or whatnot. Mom was picking thorns out of my face and my leg all from head to toe. It looked like I got assassinated or something. <laughs> yeah, I remember because we had came back from school and we were all wondering what the heck happened. But mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. Zach thought he was Haitian for a second. I thought but... I was cool. I thought I was kind of <laughs> But it was a trip to remember, though. Um, It was was really great having everybody in Haiti. Um, But if you don't know, so Zach is the youngest out of five of us now. My parents adopted two, and they have three biological kids. Zach would have been the youngest regardless. But yeah, we basically grew up together. We did a lot of things together, from playing video games to playing sports to playing outside. I learned how to skate from skating outside with Zach. Uh, Fun fact, Zach was Mm -hmm. really good at hockey. I wish you would have kept going with that, but I'm looking back every time I watch, I just want to play again. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I I still talk about it to this day. I'm like Zach was always good in at hockey, and that was like one of the things, one of the sports I wanted to play because Zach played it. Our childhood was basically like just the two of us playing outside from after school till like it was time to eat dinner. Yeah, hockey, basketball, lacrosse, soccer. We did it all, whatever it was, man. Definition of athlete. <laughs> we we did it all. We played outside like all day after school and the weekends. But um, so it's kind of bittersweet to have him on here. Um, you know, growing growing this podcast. But today we're just gonna get into um something that has become very dear to me and that him and I have talked about before is like you know mental health and we've we've openly talked to each other before about um how we're feeling. And, you know, he's asked me questions and we've, we've, you know, sat down and talked about it. But today I wanted to just bring his perspective on here because everybody's deal with mental health differently than, um, than others. So, um, but Zach, I just wanted to ask you when it comes to mental health, when you hear mental health, what exactly do you think of? How would you describe it? It can be a number of things. I feel like um, it could be a specific event that happened in your life. That may have been completely out of your control. Um, it could have just been how things played out. Or honestly, the simplest way to put it, I feel like, is mental health is going to be like battles within your own head. So it's literally um, you versus you at that point. So yeah. it's just how you get through things, how you deal with things, and sometimes how you become the victim of it. And that's just how I look at it. Um, everyone goes through it and everyone deals with it differently. Yeah. And um, I continue talking and yeah, you'll definitely get a little, little bit of insight on that and I'll, yeah. I'll keep going. Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't really get that deep into mental health as I always thought, like, you know, like we've always talked about and everybody's talked about like, you no, know, men don't cry. And we're not supposed to have any type of emotions in a way, 
But um, as I've allowed myself to go through certain stages of life, I've realized that there are a lot of things that I needed to talk about that I um, I was holding in from when I was in Haiti to when I came here. I know you and I, we've been through a lot of similar things because we live, I mean, we from the same family. Um, how did you, because since you were the youngest and looking back, if you, if you've listened to this podcast, you know, our parents are divorced. So um, Zach, how did you react to that and how did that affect you or how does it affect you and how have you, I guess, in a way now see it because you were a lot younger than all of us when it all happened. I don't even remember how old I was at that time. Well, I just remember I was young and we were living in house at Davis Lake or whatnot. Yeah. And I didn't know what was going to happen for the longest time. Felt like I was thrown in the middle of it. So mm-hmm. I do remember then that mom and dad sat us down. That was definitely a tough night. Yeah. What are some things that uh, have happened that have made you feel like other than the, like our parents divorce, which is big, because a lot of as much as we don't like talking about it because it's not like it's not a comfortable subject. But what are some things that's happened in the past couple of years that you started to really realize, OK, I need to pay attention to my mental health and like some of the things that's happening around me and how you need to protect your peace in any way or anything like that? Um, That's a good one. Um, <laughs> a lot of different events um, and honestly, some some good some bad a lot of bad honestly but i mean there are certain things we can control and certain things we can't yep and i've always was told growing up just control the things you can and let everything else play out as, as it should yep and i feel like that's the truth in everything that we do um, the only thing we can can do these days is control whatever we can physically control yep yeah you gotta just have that trust in God that he's going to take care of everything out. He's going to lay, um, lay the path for your life moving forward. So that, that's the big thing for me. Um, but some events where I realized like where I just need to, that uh, it's probably, it wasn't really till recently, at least till I was in college, at least. Um, I went to college my freshman year at Belmont Abbey, um, division, uh, division two school in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And Went there for lacrosse. Um, I thought it was cool, whatnot. Just went to be a college athlete. That's all I wanted to be. Um, school wasn't really yep. on my priority list at that <laughs> point in time. And honestly, neither was a lot of other things. Um, I made some decisions my freshman year that ultimately got me uh, suspended for my team. And that's how I ended up kind of going down the uh, junior college route my second year yeah did that I went in and kept my head up I was like all right I need to focus on school so that was a big thing for me I really focused on school I focused on getting my grades up that was probably the best year of school I've ever had in my life I want to be completely honest with you I've actually showed up to all my classes did all my work <laughs> actually paid attention and I was like I can it's a school part yeah yeah and it's like when you actually like focus on something and want to learn it it's your mind reacts different yep. and it's actually it's been and so that's just another thing it's like all right well how when i went down to junior college it was just like what got myself here and at that point i had to go back reflect at that point I was like well i made a decision and this was the outcome of that and whose fault is it i can't blame anybody it's the only yep. person i see in the mirror so it's just kind of events like that um, early on that kind of just took place, kind of was like, all right, well, that was a sign. Um, kind of really ignored it for a while. Um, I had some good friends um, that, were, that I was really close with um, every day. Saw him almost every other day, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Saw him a lot, um, both people in particular. And they actually, both of them um, were um, battling with mental health, just as we're talking about. Yeah. The first one. You're good. I know it's not something that's like easy to talk about because I remember when I had first heard it because I was at basic training when all that stuff happened. And I remember mom had told me I was like, there's no way. And I I immediately remember like, you know, hitting you up and say, you know, how you doing and all that, because it's not something that is easy to go through. But, um, you know, you here and uh, you have grown from it. And 
as much as you and I have talked about, literally, we've talked about everything from, you know, from you, like the people you need to spend your time with, the places you need to not be at, the people you need to not be around. And, and I always, I gave you, I always give you my two cents. Doesn't always mean I was right because I don't think I'm always right and everything, but I do my best to give you the best advice that I can as always. But, um, and it seems like, you know, from where you are right now, you're doing a lot better for yourself. So, but then I know it's a tough subject to talk about because people weren't wrong when they say um, things never get easier, but then the time still moves on. Um, yeah. Whether we go with it or not, um, it's up to us, but time always moves forward and that's always the best thing that we can do um, in any situation like that. Um, but spare with me here, but so yeah, their names are um, Montgomery Day and Hunter Lang, um, two of my bestest friends. Um, Montgomery, um, I called him Monty at the time. Um, he had quite the situation. Um, he grew up, he never really knew his father. Um, it's all right. Take your time, bro. Take your time. Times like this is when we wish we knew how to help people like that because around that time, it for sure was a lot harder to like as much as I know more now about mental health, I didn't really know much about like how to help people that was going through that stuff. And that is why I decided that, you know, it's going to be part of my life mission to help people in any way that I can when it comes to mental health. But um, a lot of times you never know what people is going through until you either sit down to listen to them or honestly, just them opening up to you because it's really hard to be able to read somebody just by looking at them. You, you never really sure. know. Some people that are, some people are really good at hiding it too. Yes. Yes. On this whole mask yep. that where from any normal person, they look perfectly fine. Like the happiest person in the world. Yep. Deep inside they're miserable and they're just battling every single day. Yep. themselves. And I'll be honest, I was one of those people and I've always been, I've always been good at, um, being the happiest person in the room, always having fun, always laughing, always joking. But I was dealing with stuff that I never really ever felt comfortable telling anyone, but because I didn't want anybody to look at me differently. But then again, like I have a lot, I have good, a lot of great friends, but I always felt like, you know, like, how are they going to help me? But I never really understood the meaning of really talking about these things. For sure. And for him, especially, um, he, he's been, Monty went through a lot. Um, he never really knew his dad. His mom, actually, I want to say eight or nine years ago now, um, I've known him for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually was in a motorcycle accident. Um, so wow. motorcycles are very dangerous. Um, yeah, as your brother rides one. Um, yeah, I've seen lots of crazy stuff happen on motorcycles, so everyone be safe. Um, but anyways, yeah, his motor- mom was in a motorcycle accident. Um, then and she passed away from that him and his sister never really had the greatest relationship they were mm-hmm. on and, off. and towards the end of his life they were just starting to get on good terms because I remember talking to her a few times just to make sure she was okay and all that just to check in on after the first incident happened and then anyways when pretty much what happened was Monty and Hunter were together one night just hanging out doing what they did at the time and they pretty much, drugs and alcohol, just get the best of these people. And friend Hunter, he brought his revolver over. Um, there was bullets in it. Um, from what I was told, there was two in it. Basically, Hunter had actually nothing to do with it, which I had to con- tell him and beg him for weeks after the first incident happened, just to let him know because he wasn't the one who pulled the trigger. Um, but Monty took the gun, put it to his head. From what I was told, he just spun the chamber and just put it to his head. I don't really, um, time, I remember exactly what I was doing. I remember I was in my room playing video game and one of my other friends, he called me and I was big into cars at the time and I knew his, uh, his brother got a new car. So I was just joking with him at the time. And he was like, Hey, Zach, did you hear the news? And I was like, your brother got another Honda. And cause he actually did. And he was like, no, um, he was like, no, Monty's dad. I mean, so I remember being like, excuse me. And I, I didn't know what happened, yada, yada, pretty much. I remember my phone just fell out of my hands. Um, 
kind of just froze up. I went out on the porch of um, Dad's porch and whatnot at his house, and I remember just crying. And I remember, I remember Shailen just coming out and just being there with me all night. Um, yeah. And so that was a tough time. Um, Hunter pretty much he saw the whole accident. Um, he saw. Yeah, that was that must have been really tough. And so he didn't know what to do. I mean, not a lot of people these days witness somebody else put a gun to their head. So um, he he battled through a lot that time. His mind was just so in a very scary and dark place that the only way he knew how to battle it was with drugs and alcohol. And I kid you not, I couldn't make this up. Um, it took me about two weeks to get him sober for one day. Wow. A lot to do that. Um, I do remember that. I kind of had to just keep, we almost got into an argument one time. Um, just I was like, bro, you need to sober up. But like, at this point, it's not your fault. You got to remember that you didn't pull the trigger and all that. And so, I mean, I eventually told him that um, we all tried getting him help. He just wouldn't bite. And three months after I lost my first friend, um, he actually took his own life by overdose on pills. Um, so I remember that. Um, I was just thinking at the time, I was like, wow, this three months apart from each other. I was like, what do I do? And I actually remember at one point after the first incident happened, I went over there just to check on his sister and check on um, Hunter. I'm just making sure he was okay because he was still living at the house with mm-hmm. him. And I was just making sure that they're okay. Uh, I knew his sister and him just got on good terms. So I was making sure she was feeling okay and all that. Yada, yada, yada. And I remember out of curiosity, I got asked, I was like, do you want to go in his room, take anything you want, um, just as a memory of him? There, I just remember them telling me, just be prepared for, for what you're going to see. Had they not cleaned the room out yet? So the thing with that was, um, obviously, you know, Bo, you've met him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, he was at the house with me just to make sure everyone was okay. Um, me and Bet were the ones that took the bed. We brought it outside. The first thing we knew what to do was just because so nobody else in that house had to live with that. Yeah. Um, best thing we did, we just took it, put some gas on it, and just lit it on fire. Wow. I remember there was a point in time where I literally didn't sleep for well over 48 hours straight. I was just beyond exhausted. Um, sad, of course. Didn't know how to really handle it. Um Going to two funerals in three months it wasn't easy, um, for sure. Um, but and I, like I said, time always goes on, and we just have to be able to find the strength and just keep pushing, just make it through the next day. Yeah. Just make it through the next day. Just keep telling yourself that. So, because I know it's not something that we had like openly talked about. Honestly, until this day, I didn't really know every like the detail of everything that had happened. But um, because I know that that had to be like one of the hardest things. I would say that was probably harder than my parents' divorce. Our parents are both still here and they still both love us, you know, unconditionally and um, still care for us and all that. So I'm sure probably one of the hardest thing, probably if not the hardest thing you had to deal with. So because I know at the time we didn't think about going to therapy, they didn't think about getting help or anything like that. And what like how did you cope with that stuff? Because even after not sleeping 48 hours straight or like, you know, having to make it through the next day. What in what ways did you cope with that? I know you were into cars. That's probably one of the things that you were, you know, you used to kind of like help you forget about things like that. But um, other than that, in what ways were you able to cope with that stuff to be able to just make it through each and every day? Really, the only way I knew how to deal with it at the time was pretty much drink yourself to sleep every night. Um, yeah. Alcohol. It's not easy. And I guess in the meantime, the people, the reason why people do it is because in the time while you're at your peak, you're not yourself. You're not there. You don't remember any of it. Yeah, it kind of takes the you pain away. Care, yeah. But then you make it through all that. You wake up the next morning and your pain's still there and you feel almost worse because you're like, oh, great. Now I'm hungover and my issue's still there. It hasn't gone away. Why am I still sad? Right. And that's a that's a huge thing that a lot of people deal with and we just got to remember there is other ways that are better Um, yeah it's like an it's like a temporary fix because if you think about it for the moment 
Because you're not, yeah, because for the moment you look at it, it's like, well, I'm fine now. But then as soon as everything wears out, then you're back to exactly where you started. And I think that was a big thing for me. Because I remember after going to two funerals in three months, I was more messed up than I was sober at the time for who knows how how long of a time period after that. It's just I didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. And then after that, I believe I was I was already home from school. So I was out of college at the time, done with that. And I'm just working. So I'm just trying to figure out how how I can mentally prepare myself just to return to everyday life when I'm battling with myself every day. And yeah. it's almost one little thing or just something you see just on the normal world or whatnot. One little trigger yep. can just make you just shut off just like that. And I remember the I remember going back to work. I was working at a car detail shop and I remember just coming in and it was after the first incident happened. I remember coming in and I same day, I was just like, I see the same exact car that he drove, same color, same everything. I'm just like, oh man, just one little memory, just one car threw me off completely. And just dealing with that every day, um, it gets exhausting. Um, yeah. I truly believe people can get worn out by their emotions. Um, and ultimately your emotions can get the best of you if you let it. Um, they can pretty much take total control over you. Yeah, um, beat you to your knees and keep you at your worst. Um, that's why I always stress now. Um, now that I'm a lot older, I, I didn't even think about it then. I mean, I thought it was just I was too cool for it or whatnot. But yeah, talking to people now it helps. Ever since you started your podcast, it kind of just opened my eyes. I'm just like, wow. Um, yep, it helps, and it's a very real thing. It's not a shameful thing to ask somebody for help. Um, That's a hundred percent true. I'm not some, I hate asking for help, but I'm somebody I, not that appreciates that. Asking for help. I hate talking to people. I hate asking for help. Yep. I hate making somebody else do something for me. And eventually it feels like you're putting your burden on someone. When somebody gives you that help and you learn from it and they, you grow from it, things just get better. And yep. You realize that the person that helped you, they're going to be there forever. They helped you out of your situation and they're not going to leave your side. And anyone else who's been there and helped you get through it, they're not going to leave you. Those are the people that you need to keep around in our circle. Yeah. So before anybody that don't know, you moved from Charlotte to Florida. How has that that, that been? And how is that? Because there had to be a change too. Because going from that situation to moving from Charlotte to by almost like I know we have family in Florida, but like by yourself to try to make all these different decisions, like what type of um, tool has that taken on you? And how have you been able to kind of like work with that? So this one's kind of an interesting move for sure. This is something I've always thought about doing in the past before. I remember almost years before I actually did it. But really, I remember... We were down especially for my 23rd birthday and um, me, you and mom, we were down in Miami Beach having a good time. And I remember the original plan was just to uh, fly up to Boston and see mom, but we yep. didn't have the vaccination thing that they had going on. So she was just like, you guys want to just go to Miami? And I was like, say less, let's go. <laughs> so I remember we went down there and I mean, you, me and mom, it was just like the good old days. And, me and you um, got very, always grew up very close with mom. Yep. Um, I can, I think we can both say that we're both mama's boys. <laughs> and don't say that, on the, don't say that on here, bro. Across the country, mom. But <laughs> you ain't wrong. For sure. And I ended up, so I was working at a cardio shop when I kind of had stopped working there. And same week I stopped working there with my birthday. So we went down here. I kind of use just my birthday weekend as a time just to unwind, unstress, relax, refocus myself, um, which we did. Um, granted, I mean, being intoxicated by three o'clock, by <laughs> got off the plane. Um, but yeah, it was a good Yeah, time. I remember we took a couple shots and we had some people from. Mom, you know how mom is. She's a talker. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and they bought us shots for your birthday. I remember this. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so that, that was a good time. And I remember going back and I'm just like, all right, well, now it's time to focus in. And I remember the first time I really moved was when I moved to Maryland. And just being on my own at the time, it, it forced me to grow up. And I kind of just had a really sort of at a still somewhat young age. I still had to kind of learn how to become my own man um, and do all that. And that's why being a college athlete, finally come back. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to go down. I'm going to just apply for some, a bunch of places, see who called, tell them the situation, see what's up. Just get us some ideas. Applied for a bunch of places. I actually got a lot of them that called back, and I was like, wow, okay. And I remember bringing it up to Dad. Dad actually, um, I was at the time, he, I told him about it. He wasn't really too big of a fan of it. <laughs> so he was like, if you're serious about it, you should just um, call up Aunt Shelly, see if you can go down there, interview at these places, and just stay with her for the week. I'm like, all right, okay. And I remember it was a Sunday. I, call, I called Aunt Shelly. I think it was like, probably like three or four o'clock in the afternoon and told the situation, told her what's up. And literally by five thirty, six o'clock that day, I was on my way down to South Florida in my car. I was like, Oh goodness. Told every job that I was I applied for that I wanted to look at and all that. Um, told him I was coming down, interviewed at a whole bunch of places. And the one that I currently work at they called me last and they offered me the job actually i was on my way back to charlotte um after my interview so that was cool um that's nice did that and actually the week while i was down there um jeffy hit me up and our me and jeffy were originally planning on um meeting up and hanging out on a tuesday and uh, just so ironically it didn't work out on a tuesday but it worked out on a wednesday and I remember Wednesday was his um, Wednesday night church and yeah. he invited me down there. And I just remember his name is Pastor Abraham. And he said a couple of things um, that really stood out to me. And at one point when he was talking, he he looked directly at me in the middle of service. And I forget what verse it was off the top of my head, but I remember what it says. He was, it was something along the lines of the ones that were now against you are now behind you. Um, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So he told that, and someone actually, pretty much what they do there is for certain people, they'll actually, when pastors talking to you, they'll write everything down that he's saying, write all mm-hmm. the verses, all that. And that was the one thing that he always told me because he was always like, he used he used the wins that were against me as all the events in my life that I've been through. Um, all my struggles, all my issues, um, everything that I went through that kind of just put me to where I was at. And then he followed it up with, he says, those winds are now behind you and you are now the Lord. Um, and that was a big thing for me. And that's just kind of, that's just kind of when I knew um, that this was the place for me. Um, I yeah. And so I took that job. Um, I came back to North Carolina. I think I was back for like three weeks, maybe. I remember for three weeks, well, I kind of procrastinated a little bit, um, but I remember just having to pack all my stuff up. Um, yeah, that's 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 Zach Brook fashion. You and I both, we do that, especially when we're traveling. I don't know how many I, trips I, where we packed the night before. We oh, stayed up till like 2 a.m. <laughs> Are you moving to a new state? All right, well, I'll pack the night before. <laughs> yep. Really? That's, I remember I packed almost like 90% of my stuff the night before I left. And I was yeah. Out rushing just folding just throwing stuff in trash bags stuff in my car with a whole bunch of stuff and if you saw how my car looked when i packed everything up you would probably tell me i'd be crazy if i told you i drove nine hours like that yeah unfortunately the nine hours didn't ended up being nine hours in that car which i'll get to so that's just kind of how i knew so i packed all my stuff up and i remember just being in my room the last night just kind of like excited nervous worried one thing I didn't know is just I'd be leaving people behind. But the real ones stuck around. I've actually had a couple of them already come down and visit, um, which has been great. Uh, if anyone ever wants to come down to South Florida, um, be my guest. <laughs> Obviously, after the hurricane stuff. Um, I remember coming down here and just starting my journey. I remember I knew bridges were going to be burned. Um, I knew some people would come see me. I knew some people wouldn't. 
I knew some people would just continue to talk to me. I knew some people wouldn't. That's just all part of it. Um, at the end of the day, the real ones are always going to stick with you no matter where you go. Yep. And that's just kind of how I looked at that. Um, but came down here. Um, I remember it's probably 12, 30, 1 o'clock-ish in the uh, middle of the night. I was in Georgia about to cross the border to Florida. It was raining somewhat hard-ish um, by the time I got into Florida. It died down a little bit, nothing too crazy. But then I remember I had to go get gas and it took me through like this shopping center and pretty much I come to like this Y-shaped intersections. We had my car coming from one side, another car came from another, both had stop signs. I stopped, looked both ways. There was no cars and this person blew the stop sign. And as I was going, she kind of crashed right into the side of my car. What am I going to do? It's literally the middle of the night. This lady just hit me, freaking out. It's this point in time, I'm five and a half hours from Charlotte, North Carolina, and four and a half hours from West Palm Beach, Florida. So I'm literally in the middle of oh yeah, both places, yeah. That's just the worst luck possible. They got my car on the um, flatbed, went on, they're taking it to wherever they took it to. And I had to get my just a bag of clothes out of my car because I had to go to a hotel. I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, I brought my Xbox and a pair of shoes. And <laughs> can't forget the Xbox. <laughs> I remember just for three nights, I was just like going back and forth to myself. Because I remember like the whole night I got hit. Defty was on the phone with me too. And he was just kept telling me, like, keep pushing forward, man. Keep pushing forward. Keep pushing forward. And the three days that I was stuck in that hotel, I didn't walk outside and see natural daylight for three days. Yeah, I remember I, I remember talking to you on the phone when that had happened. And I was like, I thought you were going to leave the next day. And that was the crazy part. I remember... Um, I remember literally for three nights, I was just thinking Xbox during the day, sleep right after the rest of the day and all night. And I was Man, like, what I a was life. Boy. And I was just thinking, I was like, all right, well, at this point, I might as well just fix my car and go home. What's the point now? I just got hit. I just lost this much money. Everything's ruined. And for three nights, my body, my mind, my mind begging me just to turn around and go back home. Um, kind of just go back to what was easy and comfortable for me at the time. Um, yep. Because this was a huge step for me. This was me stepping out of my comfort zone. Just being like, Zach, you got to grow up now. Um, do that. So, um, truthfully, I didn't even want to finish the drive. And the most humbling part about it for me was, I remember when I was trying to, it was on day three. I was trying to, I already checked out of my hotel, so I couldn't go back. And I remember trying to find a um, rental car or whatnot. Um, so I overdo this one rental place. Turns out you have to be 25. Yeah. Not 25. <laughs> oh my goodness, this sucks. So there was another rental place right up the street. I literally GPSed it and walked there on foot to the side of the road. And I was like, that is just the most it sucked. I felt hopeless and I was hot. Um, I was literally in a sweatshirt, I had my Xbox in my hand, my backpack on. This man with the Xbox. He should have sold the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I literally didn't. I was like, "Oh man, someone's gonna. I'm gonna probably gonna get hit because I'm going on. Like they're going fast. They drive crazy down here. I know. And I've been down there. Off to this other place. I'm like, all right, maybe we've got some life here. And go through, and they're like, we don't take a debit card. Or you have to have a credit card. Yep. Or I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's one thing after another. I was like, okay, great. Fantastic. Let's get fun. There's no other rental place where you could be under the age of 25 except this one place. And yep. I was like, look, my car just got hit. I have a credit card. Um, I have nobody remotely near me that can come get me. I can't Uber four hours because I'm not I'm not rich or anything. I don't um, think so any Uber would take like, you four hours, buddy, because they'd have to make that four hour drive back. <laughs> Exactly. And so I, I got, I had to do something. So I kept going back and forth. Finally, I got this one lady just a bite and she was like, all right, well, I can do, oh, I can do a debit card for you. But they ended up, it, they charged, they charged my card so much more. As I finally got this rental car, um, finally finished the rest of my drive the last four and a half hours before I um, started the journey. I went to the, um, where my car was at unpacked everything out of the Mustang and loaded everything right up into the rental and took off. I was like, all right, 
And it, I just remember, I was like, oh my gosh, this sucks. And I remember that's for like definitely around two months, just constantly just paying for this rental car every single week. I remember at one point, I remember the bill being like $4,000, $5,000, something like that. I remember the grand total. You might as well just had gone and got you a new, another car, a used car, like mine. Mine was like $2,500. <laughs> total, I, mean, I was like, I lost so much money out of an accident. Granted, I'm still getting paid back, but I'm still, that's still waiting and pending. But anyway, I was just doing that. I'm just losing so much money, just days of being here as a day goes by i'm probably losing more money so i was just expecting it and so that's just when i really had to kind of just start focusing and start growing up and so i remember i was just asking mom um talked to mom a lot i was like all right what do i got to do do this mom helped me out a lot thank god um, yeah. i'd be here without her and then also shout out to shelly and andy for letting me stay with them for the first month and a half two months whatever it was um, they definitely were a blessing to welcome me into their home. Um, yep. So I definitely appreciate all of them. Um, but I was just like, I had to figure everything out. So I had to grow up. I had to focus on this new job that I've been doing. And it's exhausting. So now at this point, I'm trying to focus on a hundred different things at once. I'm working so much. I'm going crazy. And it's just like, whoa, it's, well, now I'm doing this, this, and this. And some things you you just gotta you just gotta stay focused on the goal. Um, yeah. Yourself what it is that you're supposed to be learning, um, and just take it one step at a time. Sometimes we overshoot ourselves trying trying to take these big steps and or take too many steps for that matter. Yeah. So, so that's just kind of what sometimes it bites us in the butt, and sometimes taking too little steps too late um, can also hurt. But so. That's just kind of like how that was. Um, so I, I continuously fought through that. My bank account hit the negatives. <laughs> I was just like constantly, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, well, they just swipe money from me. It's, money I, that you I, didn't I, even have. I didn't even like checking my bank account. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was just so focused on work too. And I was just like, oh goodness. All right. So now I'm learning this job. I'm learning all the stuff that I know now. And I'm working almost 100 hours a week. So I'm working like crazy. Yeah. So I'm just working inside, trying to figure everything out, trying to just stay on top of everything, stay organized. It was tough for sure. I really, it was a big test. Man, uh, test of faith. So Man that's crazy. How, so how have you been able to because now, I mean, I'm sure even if I know you still work a lot, a lot of hours, because I mean, from somebody that would work 80, 90 hours a week during the summers as I was first started in my job, um, mm-hmm. that was never easy. And you felt like you never really had the time to do anything else other than work. Um, mm-hmm. But like how how it, like how is everything now from everything that you've been through to um, with your friends to, you know, taking this big leap? down to florida which did not go the smoothest like how how is everything now how are you and how exactly are you like how is life how how it's just at this point how are you yeah. like that's just literally what i can say well i'll tell you what um after everything you've guys heard that i've been through um all the tough times all the good times all the bad times all the highs all the lows um would i change any of it honestly probably not um, who's to say I'd be the person I am today if that never happened? Um, yeah. I'm I'm a much stronger person now, and I think everything that's happened can be used to help somebody else that's going through it because I know the pain that they go through. I still have that crystal clear image in my head, so that's how I can relate to people that are going through that stuff stuff so well. Um, so that's a big thing for me. Um. I want to be able to use my story to help somebody else. And ultimately, if my story can ultimately save somebody's life, that's that's what matters to me because I know mental health can ultimately have the final say in some something. Mm-hmm. And it's not talked about enough to really make it known that this is a very real problem. Uh, yeah. People, because sometimes the hardest battles aren't with other people. It's, the battles that you have within your own mind and yep. people struggle with that. And I struggled with it a lot and I'm realizing it more now. 
um, now that I'm older and more wise. Once you find a way to where you can communicate what you're going through with somebody or something, normally what I like to do is I like to just write everything down, whatever I'm thinking, whatever I need to get out, just write it down and just let it all out, write it down on paper. If it's something that's not so great, maybe write it down and just throw it away or burn it or do whatever with it. That was just something I learned. And, but ultimately now I'm doing really well. Um, I feel like I'm very focused in on my job. I care a lot about my job. It's the craziest thing. I've never thought I'd say this in a million years, but I actually don't mind enjoy working the amount of hours that I work. Um, as crazy as that sounds. Yep, it is crazy. So it's, so it's crazy to hear cool. that coming from you. I know. <laughs> it's, it's my normal day, Monday through Friday, starts at 8 a.m. and I won't leave until the sun is down completely. And that's literally like 10 o'clock. Um, sometimes later, I remember the longest, uh, longest shift I ever worked was from 8 a.m. to I think it was like 2.30 in the morning. Jeez. And I went straight through. I did not leave, didn't move. I was just going at it and I was, it's, it's a crazy thing, but at that same time, it's what that's making me do is see how much I can physically push myself, how much I can, what my potential could be or what it is right now, where I can learn, where I can, it's a very self, self-evaluation kind of every day. Yeah. Um, I'm always told pretty much what they tell us. If you have a bad day, then just fire yourself at the end of the day and then rehire yourself the next morning. And it's, cliche as that sounds it's so crazy because uh it's still kind of just like a a part of life kind of thing right there yeah. one bad day just kind of tell yourself and just forget about it one night and then the next day rehire and start over it's a fresh day um you wake up you see the sun and it, you see this beautiful whatever you see i see outside i get to see the ocean and palm trees so it's yeah, it's a blessing to wake yeah, you got you got a nice view you almost had me beat there with the 8 to 2 30 mine was 6 to 2 2 a.m oh, yeah, yeah that was i had driven from i had went from charlotte to virginia and then we got to virginia worked till 2 30 in the morning i remember almost breaking my hip but you know it's part mm-hmm. of it it's a lot that you gotta learn with um and a lot of the times is as long as you have goals in mind and you have things that you look working towards, these things will help. And as we were talking Absolutely. about, um, and I think when it comes to, you know, life itself, there's a lot that you can control and there's a lot that you cannot control. And as much as it might sound easy for people to say, well, you can't control the thoughts that comes in your head. No, it's not that easy. But then at the same time, you also have the power of um, over any and everything that comes into your life because you have the power of allowing it. Like if somebody make you mad, you have the power of how much control you give that person over yourself. Cause the moment you let somebody piss you off, it's like, now they know how to, how to get through to you. Like, it's like, all I got to do is say this and he's going to get mad. But now I can just ruin his whole day just by pissing him off by saying, well, your feet stink, something like that. But you know, it just all comes from, you know, you control what you can and you you know, and you let whatever you can't control go and you let God, you know, since you and I, and this is something that you and I have talked about before, um, because you, my friend, has a lot of things that you need to talk about that I may not be able to help you with as your brother. And as the thing, because I've tried, my, you know, whenever we talk, I try my best to tell you everything that I know and how I know and how I've built, dealt with it or with something similar to it. But like, mm-hmm. have you ever thought about going to therapy? Because that therapy helped me. Therapy, like, that made help me become a better man in a lot of ways and um you know and me and megan we've talked about this stuff like i have i actually became because of therapy I, i'm i feel like i'm a better boyfriend i am a better person i'm a better son i'm better everything because i've been able to open up about the things that i do uh, you know and who i am and be able to not so much control my emotion but um be able to understand that where i'm at is is from where I, it's because of where i came from but then at the same time where I came from, don't have to be in charge of where I'm at now. So, you know, from all that, mm-hmm. like, have you ever thought about going to therapy to help you, um, you know, to be able to open up to somebody that is more um, qualified to talk about these things and really help you? Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, so I remember I've definitely thought about it a lot recently, ever since we started really talking about yeah. it. Um, it's definitely something I'm very interested in. I definitely want to do it. I'm going to definitely proceed to do it at some point 
Yeah. Um, but definitely something I'm going to pursue. Um, I remember the first time I've only been to therapy one time to this day. And I remember it was because mom and dad were getting divorced. And I, I just kind of remember going on and just kind of sitting there and hating it. And it, it just sucked because at the time it's like, I know why. And mm-hmm. at the time it was, I, I hated it because I didn't want it to happen. I didn't want to believe it was real almost. And so I kind of just wanted to like almost ignore it. I, I was pretty much the therapist. I was just kind of like, I don't know you. You have no business coming into my life asking me all this. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it was for me. I like I really like the first time I went, I hated every second of it. Um, but the more I do it, the more I talk to people, just the more I can open up to people. Right after that, you get this good feeling and you probably know what I'm talking about. Just like right after yep. you laugh, you want to say out, you just get that feeling of just peace. Yes, yeah, sir. I'm at peace now. I got it all out. I got what I had to say out. It's no longer an issue. And that's just what it is. And another thing that kind of correlates to that is something one of my um, college coaches always told me, if it's that important, sleep on it tonight and then talk about it tomorrow. And the reason why he said that is because if it's that important tomorrow, then it's important you can talk about it and talk about it in a calm manner. Um, But if it's not that important tomorrow, then it was never important to begin with. And so I just kind of play, kind of just do it like that. If I ever see and struggling or going downhill or sounds like it's just going to cause this big issue, I'm just like, I'll just, stop talking about it. i'll just ignore it and i'll sleep on it for the night and if it's that important i'll talk to it i'll talk about uh, tomorrow about it yeah and so that's just something i've been living by ever since i was up in maryland but i mean therapy is definitely something i'm very interested in um whenever i get the time especially we're going into a busy year for my job um november and december where i'm just going to be constantly going at it every single day um, they're going to be late nights we're going to get through it it's going to yep. be the best but, and ultimately our motto is it's called hope which is helping other people every day mm-hmm. and so that's just the big thing that i've really grown to just left doing because i remember going on my first missions trip to haiti i remember i i knew kind of what we were doing there what how what our objective is going there and that was to help others and just that got that same feeling just coming back it's just like oh wow i can't help somebody yep because End of the day, just with how things are these days, people are going bankrupt because of medical medical expenses and all that. So I'm I'm keeping somebody from doing from that happening. A couple of my clients that I've told them about you guys, um, you and Woody, I've told a few of them about your podcast. So they actually some of them, um, one of them listens to it a lot. Believe it or not, that's um, crazy. Yeah, she's from Haiti herself, uh, so she's super cool. Oh, that's awesome man that is awesome well i i'm i'm glad that you are able you're in this in this different path and um are learning and are going through the things that you're going through because each and every day is a lesson and um and it all depends on how much you want to learn from it because you have the opportunity to learn so much and the more you look at it as a lesson instead of as a you know holy crap look what's happening to me that mm-hmm. then it, you know your life will be better because of it and um you know i'm always you know like we've talked about yep so you know we i'm here i'm always here for you and um always here to listen and uh my my advice may not always be professional but they are advice from a brother that don't want to see you you know in a negative space but um i'm here to tell you that i'm proud of you um i know the whole family is proud of you it is a big space. You know, you made it, you took a big leap of faith to go to Florida. Um, you know, mm-hmm. coming from me, that's been all over the place. I went to Missouri. I went to Virginia. Uh, you know, I'm in the military. I've been all these, all these different places with the military. So it's not always easy to just go. And now I have a six month deployment coming up. That's like one of the things that's, you know, like on my, in my head, like, holy crap, how am I going to do it? But, um, you know, the more, faith we have in ourselves and the more we have in god that we'll be with we can do it in everything and you know i'm proud of you and um you've been through a lot and you've come out on top and you're going to continue to kind of come out on top as long as you keep playing the way you are with the, you know with the life that you've been given 
And um, and there's nothing like this was probably one of the coolest interviews I've done so far. And I've done a couple since I started this podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm very, very thankful for you in every way. I think this uh, just this us talking tonight was probably one of the most just realest conversations I've ever had up yeah. in this life. Honestly, it's just like never gone to that much detail about the, all the events that's happened. Nah, man. Guys, through my life, what I went through, what I felt, and the, everything. But at the end of the day, the lesson I learned from that is, yeah, you may feel like you're going through hell right now, and but I want you to know just. A storm never is going to stay there. Uh-huh. And at mm-hmm. the end of the storm, you're always going to find rainbows and you're always going to have people there to help you through it. Yep. And help is not a bad thing. And I've learned that. It took me No, it's not. It took me a while too, man, because I don't like help. I don't care for help. But, and I think different things, different people in your life and different events will help you understand those things. And I'll tell you one thing, like my relationship right now with Megan is like one of those where like I have not done there's not really much I've done without running it by her because like that's that's my whiteboard. That's like where my all my ideas come from. That's where all my because th- there were before I always felt like I got this, you know, I'm JC. But like I said, after I went to therapy and really figured myself out, then I realized that it's okay to rely on other people. Rely on yourself, but it's okay for to be to get help from other people. So but man, I love you, bro. I am very, very thankful for you. And um will forever, you know be in your corner and uh I'm proud of you keep working hard and yes i do hope you end up going to therapy yourself and it'll it'll help you just if one don't work out don't don't be afraid to try a second one and yeah. um but you've made it through this you made it this far um just know that you didn't give up when it was hard yeah. you've been through hard stuff man so if that's the hardest life is gonna throw at you then you did the rest of it should be a, a breeze for you. Absolutely. But, I'm thankful for everything that's happened up until this point. I'm thankful that I got to share my story with you guys. Um, it's been an honor and a blessing. And I'm just thankful for where I'm at in this life right now and the platform that I've been given. Yes, um, sir. So. Well, thank you. And yeah. this was... One of my favorites, as I've already said, and I appreciate each and everybody that's listened to this podcast up to this point. And um, and I will forever be grateful. And, um, you know, if you go whatever you're going through, um, no matter what it is, don't be afraid to ask for help. And it's not the end of the world if you don't let it. And um, you have the control over a lot of things. So take control over the things that you have control over. And don't be afraid to ask for help. And don't be afraid to go to therapy. I think it's great. So, you know, I went through it. It was good for me. I have yeah. people that's going through it that tell me it's good for them. So don't be scared. It'll be good. So, but thank you for tuning into the Outcast. We appreciate you and goodbye. Thank you.